The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. We drop a new episode each and every Sunday right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Also, while you're at it, get ready because WrestleMania is coming. We're on the road to WrestleMania 40. And we're going to be doing our WrestleMania party Saturday, April 6th, the afternoon of Saturday, April 6th at the ECW Arena. We're going to be doing it live. We're going to be doing it for free. So make sure you follow us at Busted Open Radio for all the details. But let's jump in to the Masters class. And it's something that I feel before each and every time I turn on the microphone, and that is anxiety. And our topic today is anxiety behind the curtain so bully when you hear that term what immediately comes to your mind when you hear anxiety behind the curtain well i think this is going to be a very interesting uh edition of the master's class because i don't think fans would think that somebody like bully ray one of the most hated of hated heels in the past I'd say 25 to 30 years, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, all suffer from some type of anxiety when it comes to performing in a wrestling ring, whether that's wrestling or cutting a promo or just being on the other side of that curtain. Um, I had a subconscious anxiety. I have I was I never was able to get in touch with it um until you know years into my career, but it would it would show itself in physical ways. And Tommy's <laughs> already laughing because he knows exactly where I'm going with this. I mean, as early uh, from the earliest days of the Dudleys versus dreamer and the sandman or dreamer and spike and dreamer and balls we were basically me and tommy were you know married as married as me and devon were attached at the hip from a performance point of view and i always thought that i had things pretty well under control when i was out there but before i would go to the ring if me and tommy had to talk about anything or go over anything specifically and i'd be talking to tommy and i'd be like Okay, Tommy, I'm uh, going to get in there. I'm going to throw a couple punches. I'm going to shoot you off. I'm going to do a tackle. Ooh! And I would start to dry heave out of nowhere. 
to the point where I'd have to go to a garbage pail because I thought I was going to grow up, but it was the driest of driest heaves. And Tommy would be laughing his <laughs> ass off because it would come out of nowhere. And it was just that anxiety that I tried to keep pushed down that would just, if I didn't consciously think of keeping it in check, the minute I was in a state of distraction, the anxiety came right to the forefront in the form of me dry heaving. And the more this went on, the more ticks came out with my anxiety. That five minutes leading up to when your entry, your, your music hits for me was, it was terrifying on a daily basis. Now, not as much on house shows, but on TV, the anxiety was very, very real because, you know, Monday Night Raw back in the day with Vince McMahon sitting at the gorilla position, the gun to your head every time you went out there and no safety net, knowing that you are putting together things that are very intricate. You have very signature things that you need to hear. And one of the things that I always dealt with was blowing up in the first five minutes. Now I prided myself in never blowing up physically. And Tommy can back this up for me. You can't blow me up. I might not have looked like ravishing Rick Rude, but you would never blow me up. But I would blow myself up mentally, which is worse than physically, in the ring. And it took me five minutes to get over the anxiety almost every single night. And when you get blown up mentally, your heart starts to speed up and you almost black out. So every night I went out there, a nervous wreck sometimes with the anxiety just almost taking over me where during the entrance, I couldn't even tell you what I was doing. I was basically on autopilot every single night just because it was, you know, doing an entrance was pretty easy. But when that bell rang, I'd be damned if this well of emotion wouldn't hit me and I would kind of black out. But once we got settled in, the anxiety would subside and I would be able to, you know, go on with the match. But um, this that, was also like Bully Ray trying to get over stuttering Bully Ray. And it kind of stopped kind of real quick once you and Devon started clicking um, but Dave and, and Mark and Nation, we'd be talking. And I, I'm, of course, the first to know it. We're all together. And, like, we'd all be in the front. And he'd be shaking his head. And his finger would be on his on his lip like he's thinking. But yet he's holding in this, I need to throw up. And I don't want to show weakness. And then I'd literally see him go more towards the back. And we're all talking in a group. And then it would be like a, a cat try to get rid of a hairball. I'd see he'd be like... <laughs> And I just stopped. Like, at first, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Because I knew him, but I didn't know know him. And then it almost became routine where he would just be like, so he'd be like, he put his finger up. He'd be like, all right, let's go back. And but back then, I didn't know it was anxiety. It was just like, you know, we just call it. Listen, man, the, you know, our generation, you know, when Bully said gun to your head. It's all it's fear. It's um, it's nerves because you don't want to screw up. 
and but for everything or show weakness you can't show weakness in front of Vince you can't show weakness in front of the locker room that we were all in and as tight as we are you also don't want to be the guy who gets so nervous or that he throws up before a match because they'll make you nervous I mean I, I want to say I think the last time I ever saw it was something where it was really big and Terry Funk's involved and he put his finger up and he's like nah I got it but then right before he was at the curtain I would see him be like so like a giant cat. Um, but yeah, man, it happens and, and it happens to um, everybody. We all get it. You, you've heard from a lot of differently, different, different athletes. It happens to everybody. And, and Tommy, like, you just said showing weakness, especially with Vince. And you guys know this, Dave, for you who might not know this and the fans who might not notice Vince McMahon was an individual who got mad if he sneezed he got mad at his own sneeze because he thought it was a sign of weakness that he could not control his own sneeze what do you think he would have thought of a 325 pound man who suffered from anxiety Boxing broken down by Gentleman Jerry Cooney on At The Fights. I like where Oshaki Force is going. For your winner by split decision. And still, WBC Junior Lightweight Champion of the World, Oshaki Icewater Foster. He's got a lot of room to grow if he wants to keep winning. Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Can I I just want to just take over because I'm kind of in, in the yeah, flow here. Tommy, go. It can get so bad it can affect a player's career. I mean, you talk about what you say in baseball. It's the yips. Um where players psychologically cannot do their job because they get so worked up. Chuck, Chuck Knobloch's one of the most famous ones for the New York Yankees. Second baseman stopped being able to throw the ball to the first base. Um, for me, honestly, I never got nervous. It was like, I've trained for this. I've wanted this my whole life. Not even my first match. However, later on in my career, as well as just during like, noticing things i've a suppressed a lot b like even how i got introduced introduced to death was in wrestling but then i have to go out there and talk about it i have to talk about one of my friends dying in front of hundreds thousands of people like these are weird things that you kind of like get glossed over um again never had it i i could tell you moments where i was getting lost in my head the first time I went to all Japan and I'm being told I have to wear trunks and I'm like, wait, what? No matter what great shape I got myself into, I still had to wear trunks because that's what the boss wanted. And then I'm in another country and all that stuff. And when I tell you, I would have rather been naked than just had to wear trunks because it was just so different for me. Um, but I adapted because at the end of the day, I was always like, hey, it's your work. And I wasn't ready for that spot. I really and truly wasn't. Um, <clears throat> then nothing in ECW ever. Mm. Uh, WWE, when like me and Rob Van Dam, right before we're going to go out and, and you know, kind of like save the the horrible angle. And here comes break the glass. Here comes ECW again when uh, we're in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to start this whole thing called the Alliance. He's doing his jumping jacks. I'm doing my little 10 squats. And he's like, bro, you nervous? And I was like, he goes, I, I was like, are you kidding me? And he goes, yeah, no, me neither. I just wanted to see if I was like, not like the same. And I go, yeah, dude. And then we literally said, uh, Louie would have loved this. I mean, Louis Spicoli. 
And uh, he was like, he would have been marking out huge. And then we're like, you got, they were like, you got to go. We're like, let's go. And like, that was like a moment where we should be nervous. And we weren't. WrestleMania, not nervous. Wasn't nervous my entire WWE career. Um, nervous once I left WWE, number one. Uh, I go to TNA. I got to keep up with AJ Styles. And I was so like, bully, man. I don't want people to think I'm 39 knocking on 40. I don't want people to think that I lost a step. I'm working with somebody who's quicker. But then it was AJ who kind of like, I realized, man, there's a reason this guy's so good. And we fed off of each other, which was fine. Um, and honestly, like I told you, when I went back to WWE, that's when I figured I, I felt I had my first ever panic attack. And I was in this corner. It was all dark. I was in Pittsburgh. And, and I, I we've already told the story about Dusty Rhodes having anxiety. And then, like, I was like, what if I get no reaction? Bubba's in the ring talking. I can hear him. And I just in this dark room. And it's like I'm in my own mind. And there's I can't see anything. And I'm like, uh, like, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And I start, like, to tears. And then my music hits. And they erupt. And I was like, you're fucking Tommy Dreamer. Boom. Um, that was, that was a moment for me where I just realized like, yeah, maybe you got, you got to work some things out. Um, the music hitting is like a magical cure for everything. Yeah. Um, I, I wish people who suffer from anxiety or depression can deal with that, like have music that could just snap you back. I, I pray that people get that way. Cause it's horrible when you get like that. Um, I've experienced it in my own personal life where, my chest gets tight or all that stuff because, you know, stuff is happening that I, I did not want to happen. Um, and then my last real bout of it was when I was going to wrestle Kenny King and, and, and I put my career on the line. And I think Kenny King's another exceptional athlete, really, really good. And I'm like, what if I get hurt? What if I get blown up? And I don't get blown up, but I'm like, I'm starting to think these things. What if I like, fall get and then I, I gotta retire because that's the stipulation of the match and I just start like and like I just like what's going on what's going on and then my music hit but it was like 15 seconds of insanity insane thoughts of negativity that have never reached into my head but it was just because I don't know how it triggers of that self-doubt and I just think also because I'm older but it, it's it's little, little things. And then and if I could just go back, because Bully said about ticks and habits, and I, and I tell this to wrestlers all the time, you have a bad habit. And I tell them what their habit is. And a lot of times they didn't realize they had it. I, I've said this before. I used to take guardrail, bounce out, get power slammed on the concrete, no mats. That, I used to do that every night. For about four months, Paul Heyman comes to me and he's like, hey, man, what you're doing is fake. You don't say fake in the 1990s. Um, and he's like, you're, it, it's gravity, it's force. Uh, whether you're jumping, whether a guy's turning you, guiding you, he goes, you're 255 pounds and you're landing on the concrete. And then you're laying there and people, it's getting this insane reaction. And all of a sudden you make it fake because you take your hand and you pull up your pants. He goes, you're self-conscious about your love handles. Either lose them or forget about them. And now I'm like, huh? So now I go back and I watch, and I'm doing it all the time. 
I'm realizing I'm throwing a punch and pulling up my pants. I'm going after a guy doing and then pulling up my pants because yes, I was, I was self-conscious about it, but had blocked it out and figured as long as I pull up my pants, then no one can see my negative. And after that moment, like uh, uh, again, and I, when I tell him he was right, he was right. Uh, I'll never forget. Tajiri puts me upside down in the tree of woe. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants and I'm upside down. And all of a sudden my shirt falls over my head. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh my, exactly. Oh my God. Oh my God. My love, my, my, um, my love handles are out. My love handles are out. Like, oh my God. He hits me with the kick. I hear, you know, uh, oh my God, EC dub, EC dub. Holy shit. Holy shit. And I'm laying there and not one person's going, I'm a dreamer has love handles. And I was like, Paul was right. And, you know, he also said, when you're over, nobody cares about what you look like as long as you're over. Dusty. And also, like, then think about, like, and I use him as an example a lot, Roddy Piper. When Roddy Piper was super lean, trunks. When Roddy Piper friggin' had a big old belly at one point, trunks. They looked shorter. Roddy Piper comes back to WrestleMania, trunks. They, uh, Ricky Steamboat still looks great, but when he came back to wrestle, what's he wearing? His old Ricky Steamboat stuff because they were established and over. So uh, I, I feel so horrible for people who suffer from it, and, and I hope and pray that you could find your ring music so you could get out of it because it's the scariest place because you think your mind takes over. It's hard to breathe. Oh, my God, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, my God, this is happening. That's happening. Getting lost in your head sucks, and, and and I, I pray, and for people to find their ring music. That's uh, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that, Tommy. Because as you're explaining, I I can feel the anxiety. Mark, how about you? Just that anxiety before going out there. I'm messed up, Dave. I've been messed up a very very long time, but um, my anxiety didn't start until. Um, I started seeing myself get older and not be able to do all the stuff that I used to do. And it used to bother the hell out of me. And But I found a lot of joy and amusement out of watching everybody else's anxiety. And as far back as I can remember, when I first came to WWF, uh, Howard Finkel used to have unbelievable anxiety about going out and they used to rib him all the time and say man like guys can you find welcome to the jungle like i I, like he used to he used to shadow box and jump up and down warm up at the curtain breathing as deep as he could like he was getting ready for a match you you could hear him Breathing and 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 they would rib his ass every week, Dave. Man, I it was in the it was in the deck. I, I don't know where the music and how it would be like, man, like you gotta play. If you did not play that music, he was not gonna go out. I've seen I've I've watched him be ribbed, and they he stood at the curtain like 10 minutes past showtime because he was like, you gotta find it. You got to find it. And then 
I was blessed to be able to travel with draws. And draws used to vomit. I mean, his his first gimmick was puke. Because when he played in NFL, every game he would vomit. Like the first play of the game, he would vomit, then he'd be fine. <laughs> and and I'm not gonna mention everybody's gimmicks, but there was a guy that we all know. He was fine until right before his music played, he being gorilla, he would have to pee. Oh my God, damn it. And just grab a garbage can, just pee in a garbage can. Oh, my, my pee is five to 10 minutes before I match it like clockwork. And I always say this, I literally, while I'm doing it, they'll be like, dreamer, you're up, you're up. And I say, I still care because I'm, I'm peeing. That's one of my like things too. It's weird. It's weird how your body reacts, right? Even like me and Mark, me and Mark have wrestled so many times and like, or, or me and Mick Foley, me and Mick Foley wanted to do a match where the object to win was to remove each other's t-shirt. Right. And we would joke about it and be like, dude, do you know how much we would really fight? Or I'm in a headlock. I mean, I'm in a bear hug by the world's strongest man. And I would grab him and he was packed in and I grab his things. And he goes, bro, I will squeeze you to death if you expose the sweet meat. And we joke about it all the time. And then he's like, I'll just pull your T-shirt up. And I'll be like, dude, I will fight you for real right here in the middle. There's 20,000 people. And like. I'd be like putting my hands a little bit down his his singlet under his armpits, all right, and he'd all swing right. a and he'd squeeze a little hard. I'm like, all right, all right. But like, these are our little like, hey, because you're self conscious about yourself. And, and I mean, honestly, look at the locker rooms that you you know we had to walk around. Uh, I I will use him as an example. Sean Stasiak, shredded, ripped, perhaps one of the better bodies in pro wrestling, yeah. well, is in front of the mirror. Do I look fat? And he turns to me and Bubba and is like, did I look fat? Guys, like he's down. And Bubba looks at him and goes, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And threw him out of the locker room. Because he's asking us. But in his head, he looked, he had that body dysmorphia. And he would go out there in trunks. But that's part of like what we all go through. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? I talk pro wrestling and I play rock and roll. Yeah. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The only place to party is Busted Open After Dark with me, Uncle Bully, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation 156 and on the Sirius XM app. Watching all of these guys, I always thought to myself, wow, this is hilarious. To see, uh, like, Rey Mysterio could not go to the ring unless he put all, he would put his shoes on the floor. He put his pants on the floor. He put his shirt, his wrist wraps, his his head, his, uh, his uh, mask. And he had to look at himself like, okay, I got all my gear. And then he would start putting it on. He had to see it first. He couldn't just pull the shit out the bag and put it on. He had to put it on the ground. Like everybody had this thing, but I didn't at this time. So it, it amused me. 
And then the thing that that um, the thing that brought on my anxiety was one of my fears, which I had never known that I had an issue. I mean, everybody knew about the needles, but nobody knew that I was claustrophobic. And here we are, WrestleMania 22 came about and they were like, hey, um, we're going to have a casket. You and Taker are going to have a casket match. We need to measure you for a coffin. And I'm like, what? And they were like, yeah, we're gonna you we we got to measure you because you're gonna go in a coffin. And I said, No, no, I'm not. And they were like, But that's the way the that's the way the match ends. Like you're not you're not winning. And then there was some conversation about me winning. And I was like, No, nah, I don't want that heat. <laughs> and you know, like uh Roman is still got heat about by breaking the streak. So imagine how much heat it would have been for me if it's that much heat for him. And he the tribal chief. So nonetheless, I have to be put in this coffin. And I just took a deep breath just now because I felt like I was about to lose my breath. Like the thought of going in the coffin is tough. So I don't know if there's other people out there that have issues. Dave, when the when the anxiety would hit me, I would have to run outside and see the sky to be able to breathe. I, I'm I'm claustrophobic, Mark, and you just explaining this is giving me anxiety because I I I need to be able to move my arms and legs. If I'm in a situation where I can't, if I'm pinned down or I'm in a very tight space and I can't move my arms or legs, I get like, I, I freak out. Like I freak out. Like, so you, you explaining being in a coffin and you haven't even detailed it. You're just, a, a, you're just a, you know, insinuating over. it. Like I'm getting, I'm getting anxious just by you talking about that. But the 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 only way that I could deal with it, Dave, is if I saw the sky and I, I could breathe. Like the air was better if I could see the sky. Like it, it it would go in me somehow. And people don't realize, but I was in that coffin for nine minutes, crying like a kid, and. It was, man, like when they opened, I said, please don't rib me. Please, I'm begging, like, don't don't joke. But, you know, it took about that amount of time uh, for me to get to the locker room and for everything to, to pass. But everybody knew that I was claustrophobic and they, they intentionally opened the back door of the Rosemont and when they opened it, my feet, my hands did not touch the coffin. I jumped out of the coffin, ran up the ramp, and just stood there for like 15 minutes trying to breathe. And, you know, like it was a it was funny to some people, but there was a couple of people that was like, they understood 
about what it felt like to be claustrophobic. And people was over there putting their arm around me like, man, chill, chill. It's going to be all right. You can breathe now. And, and um, you know, I, I appreciate that still to this day. You know, like I also would, I would get to the curtain and I didn't have to know what I was doing in the ring. I mean, once I got to the ring, I, I would know what to do. But I would forget everything. I couldn't think about nothing. And I don't know if you ever did that before, go blank. But like in my head, it would be nothingness. Like, I didn't, I mean, like oblivious until I heard somebody else's music, I forget who I was wrestling. Like that's how strong the um, the feeling was. And it is a very common thing. Everybody has some kind of quirk. Uh, Tommy was talking about, you know, people in sports. I watched a guy, I can't remember what his name is, but I watched a guy, he took his wrist wraps off, took his wrist wraps off, put them back, checked them, took them off again, checked them, took them off on the other hand, checked it grip the bat, put the bat on his shoulder, and then he would do his arms a certain amount. And, shake, and then he could go and he could stand there at the plate. He had to do it every time. He did the same identical uh, sequence of things every time he batted. Like, that's a level of anxiety that a lot of people will never understand, but it exists. I I... Thank you so much for sharing it. These stories were incredible. I hope you're enjoying it. If you have any feedback, go to at Busted Open Radio. Make sure you subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. Don't forget our WrestleMania party, April 6th at the ECW Arena, the afternoon of night number one, less than three miles away from WrestleMania. We'll be having our party. Make sure you get there early. There's also VIP available as well. It's free. So you don't have to pay a dime. We all know that WrestleMania weekend's expensive. Our party is absolutely free. Also go to podswag.com slash bustover. For myself, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Open's The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.